Thank you for listening to or watch another episode of SNTR Presents. It's going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about why the nerfs in Destiny 2. I'm not happy about some of the changes to some of the supers and exotics recently. Uh, at the same time as making some of the supers ridiculously stronger than they were previously, while also having exotics still in the game that are really, really strong. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now playing and doing Q&A and things like that. So come on over to twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, click the follow button. That way you can catch me when I am live. Maybe join in on the Q&A. Um... Basically, my frustration is with shards and some of the other things that have gotten nerfed while other supers have been made ridiculously strong. During this Q&A, you will more than likely get to see me use the bottom striker uh, tree, which is an eternal super as long as there are adds, and you don't need an exotic to do that. But, you know, shards and Ursa Furiosa got nerfed, and Nova Warp got nerfed, just, you know, because of PvP, basically. And these other supers are now, you know, still. You can get all of your super back with Slova and Skull. You can get all your super back with Orpheus Rig and a Tether. You can get all your super back with a Well of Radiance and a Phoenix Protocol. And for whatever reason, Blade Barrage is now basically reserved to hold on to it and dump the whole thing into a yellow bar or a boss if you actually want to get super energy back. Uh, I found people saying it's inconsistent to be uh, more of a testimony to not using it very well. I got more consistency out of shards, the better I got with the weapon, placing it and landing the actual blades themselves on multiple targets tended to yield me really, really good consistent super energy. Uh, I used it quite a bit, and I think a lot of people were missing the mark on why shards was quote-unquote inconsistent. So, let's... And don't kid yourself, they didn't nerf shards because it was inconsistent in PvE. They did it because the dadgum thing was making problematic with super generation in PvP. It had nothing to do with PvE. Uh, Ask... Banner is off. Let's go to the first question. Sweat Bucket. Should there be an exotic for six shooter, kind of like the Raiden Flux, allowing it to last longer as long as you keep killing? I mean, if they were embracing power at every corner, then sure. But like that, I feel like Goldie with the new changes is pretty awesome. Like you, you don't need to give it anything else. But you, I, I feel like that could. I don't know if that would get problematic in PvP, but like that would be insult to injury. Again, if you want me to play Goldie, don't hurt Blade Barrage and Shards. Make Goldie really cool, and then maybe I'll consider playing with Goldie. Instead of, like, I feel like what they did is they broke the train to get me to play with the blocks. Like, you go into a room of kids playing with toys, and you're like, well, they're only playing with the train. Well, if you break the train, you can get them to play with the blocks over there in the corner that are getting ignored. And I, I don't know. I think that's just so problematic. You're, 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 it's not a season of dominance. It's not a, oh, one, now this super is really strong and now this super is really strong too. It's this super is strong. This super is just arbitrarily weaker now because, and again, it mainly comes down to PvP. Yeah, these guys are hanging out over here, so I can't, I can't really show off the super. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. The round ended. That's why the round ended. Uh, Spaghetti Monster, you probably get asked this a lot, but how would you balance One-Eyed Mask without making it useless in PvE? I, you don't need the wall hacks in PvE, but I know that people mainly take issue with the overshield. I just, I, you know, I don't, I don't have all the answers, but I think, I think if the if the wall hacks were less significant, that might help. 
because when you give somebody an overshield after they get the kill and they can see the person through the wall when they're when they're kind of battling with them I think that's like that's too many advantages they have an advantage against the person that they're currently fighting and then they have an advantage against whoever they face next that's that's I don't know that feels too multi-purpose I don't have the answer. The problem is, is if you do anything to nerf the overshield, that like that's one of the main reasons it's so good in PVE. Before I started this Q&A session, I was asked like why do you need that in PVE and I'm like it's fun. It made me survive longer in Last Wish when I was underleveled. Once I'm no longer underleveled, uh, it helps me play more aggressive. I don't have to hide to get my sh- to get my health back. I can push out and play aggressive and kill the guy that's marked. Um, which that kind of plays a part with the hack with the wall hacks, right? You kind of have to be able to see the guys who's marked if you're going to play aggressive with it in PVE. So if they nerf wall hacks or the overshield, it is going to affect why you would bother even using it in PVE because that's mainly the way that I see most people using it is, oh well, if I get if I get this, then I can I'm you know I can play more aggressive, and that's the way that I was using it. I real I don't know. I really really liked it. I thought it, it's a great it's a great exotic for pve i think folks assume that it's stupid to use in pve but that is mainly maybe because they're not using it the way that i was maybe they haven't experienced that like aggressive headstrong playstyle with a titan in pve that you basically don't have to worry about your health imagine devour imagine devour as uh as a similar idea that when you get devour proccing on a devour lock you can kind of just keep staying alive out in the mix and playing aggressive it's a similar idea so k2s0 do you think it would be better if bungie treated pvp and pve differently uh everything seems to get nerfed because of its strength in pvp what do you think about bungie just treating both somewhat separately well i mean i called for this at the end of the video and that's why i said we've been here for four years we have been having this conversation for four years. One of my earliest videos that I've ever made on YouTube, which was roughly four years ago when I started doing YouTube, one of my earliest videos was basically me being ticked about them nerfing the Suros regime because I finally got it, and this was a week after they nerfed it, and I had everybody that had had it before, my friend and my other buddy, both told me, yeah, it's it sucks now. It's not nearly as strong as it used to be. Um... And these are not guys that were reading forums and getting on Reddit. They just, they used it and they could tell that it wasn't what it once was. And I mean, we've been having this conversation for four years, basically. That's why I said you don't want PvP and Anthem. There's just, there's so much to lose by having PvP and PvE affecting each other. I hope Division was really, really smart about balancing choices. I really do. I hope they were smart about it because I think there's just such a danger of having one side of the game affected by the other, uh, especially, especially when you're, the, the whole motivation of a lot of the grind in the game so much of the motivation of the grind in the game is going after loot to feel cooler and to feel stronger and that like that just hurts the identity of the game a lot so why I'm going after all this stuff and I'm stronger and I feel cooler but then you know a week later I don't get it like getting really excited about shards like that whole experience, my emotional connection to Shards of Galanor dropping the same week as the breakneck grind, Shards of Galanor dropped with an auto rifle reload on it. That whole experience has now just been kind of sullied because you've made that combination less cool. So, I, 
I, I, I, I'm concerned that they can't make that sharp split. If they never make that sharp split, I think we're always going to be here. We've come up with so many perk ideas, so many super ideas, so many drill down ideas on how to make skill trees more elaborate, more powerful. I don't think any of that can happen if they can't split the game down the middle. You'll, we will always be having this conversation. That's why I told people earlier, I was like, if you want to have this conversation in Anthem four years from now, keep asking for PvP because that's, that's what will happen. Wolfhound Games, uh, they need to advertise uh, new ultimates in order to look flashy for Forsaken. Do you think they plan to nerf them during, uh, after all of the powerful compared to year one ults? I don't think they planned it, no. I don't. I don't think they planned it. I don't think they planned for this type of thing. Um, I think that they... I think that they wanted to sell us on power, they told us they weren't going to nerf stuff, and then things just got out of hand in PvP. And it's a delicate balance. I call them the PvP whiners, but like that's just that's symptomatic of the problem. Like that's just it's really difficult to say no, these things are totally fine in PvP. Like Nova Warp was ridiculous in PvP. Now it's nothing. So I they they have to do something. I particularly think what they should do is just start raising power and sauce and say, do what you can to leverage the power that we're giving you, instead of oh something's too powerful, we better nerf it. You know, and I timed out Hollow 900 for asking a generic question. How was your day? Everybody here knows that's not what Q and A is for. Don't do that. It's like, I don't want people submitting questions during Q and A and giving the mods homework. You will be timed out if you submit questions that are generic and silly. Like that's why we have you submit questions in the chat now, so people can't hijack and troll Q and A with stupid inane questions. Um. James Murda says, Redrick's broadsword worth the grind. Um, Redrick's broadsword is not worth the grind if you want a good PvP weapon. If you're looking for a good PvP weapon, there are better weapons, I think, than the Redrick's. I want Redrick's for PvE. I want Redrick's for PvE. That's I want Desperado to come to PvE. I wish the Blast Furnace would have had a, a curated role with Desperado. Um, I don't think that would have upset anybody. Um, I feel like Desperado, when I first saw Desperado described, I was like, that's a PvE perk. That's not a PvP perk. Um, so I, 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 if, so your motivation is going to, going to dictate the worth, how, how worth it is it? Trigger says, I'm not a programmer, so maybe you know a bit more. I'm not a programmer either. I mean, I work for a dev company, but I'm not a programmer. Isn't there a way they can balance PvP and PvE separately? They do it with guns, not abilities. PvP versus PvE is too different to balance equally. Well, here's the problem. When they mess with Shards of Galanor, I don't know if exotics can be tuned with respect to, like, damage to a guardian. Right? Now, when they make certain weapons stronger in PvE, as far as I know how they do it, they actually make those enemies weaker to those guns. So... If you think back to when the lanterns in Leviathan were taking too much damage from Wardcliffe Coil, they went in and they went to a specific item and they said, you know, make this, this needs to resist damage from the Wardcliffe Coil. So whenever they did that with the shotguns in D1, they basically make the enemies weaker to those weapons that's not how it works uh that is how it works like 
go back and check everything I'm talking about. I'm giving you a history of how this is this is how they institute the changes. So whenever they look at an exotic like shards, I don't know if they're in a position to say we need to make this thing stronger or weaker or whatever against um against guardians or whatever. They've said that's how it works. Yeah, like they've literally said this is how they have to do it. Shards is an exotic that's like all encompassing. It affects like shards affects your super and how much super energy you get back. And so it's it's being fed by damage numbers. I would have liked it if it would have been much better if shards would have been affected by orb generation. Okay? Orb generation is something that is intrinsically limited in um it's intrinsically limited in pvp you cannot right you cannot create seven orbs in pvp so like anywhere from five to seven orbs i from from a from a blade barrage should have given you a ton of super energy and then if you use it in pvp you create a couple orbs and you get some super energy back it would have been more sensible right the challenge is now it's basically a super that gets most of its super energy back from using it on a boss. I made this point earlier. Why should you get a bunch of super energy back from killing ads? Because that's a menial task in Destiny, right? Killing ads from a well of radiance that gives you a bunch of super energy back. Doing a bunch of damage to a boss from a well of radiance doesn't feed your super energy. That's logical. That makes sense. You, you, you're, one is a more menial, more low-key task, and so you're using your super on something that's like lower on the importance scale. Therefore, it makes sense to be like, well, we're going to give you your super back a little bit quicker. It's kind of like in, the, in some places where you can pop a super and you're like, oh, I didn't need to use it all, and you get some back. The same applies for like Slova with the Skull of the Dire Ahamkara or Orpheus Rig. Orpheus rig then takes the super and relegates it to like menial work just killing trash ads it's not like doing anything to the boss so it makes sense for that to get fed back but blade barrage has now been relegated to the super that you sit on and you don't do anything with it and then you dump the whole super into a tanky yellow bar or a boss and you get like 75% of your super back that to me is just weird if there's orbs on the ground, that means you can dump your entire super into the boss, get pretty decent damage, grab orbs, and do it again. Grab orbs, and do it again. Like, I don't understand why you would buff that, which, and that's that's a weird way to use the super anyway. The super with shards earlier, I think, before they made the change, got to wear multiple hats. Again, it comes down to tweaking something in PvP and PvE isn't as simple as just turning a dial. Skull does scale with how powerful the ads are. I don't know, saving Annihilator. I was hitting three or four red bars with it and getting like 50% of my super back, and then the Seekers would go out and take me up to 70 to 80%. On the low end, I'd be in the 60s if there weren't enough ads around. I was killing the most basic ads and getting plenty of my super back from Skull. Um, Skull is like the new Blade Barrage, honestly. Like, that's going to become my new favorite build. I'm only running this build today to show people how ludicrous this super is now. It literally lasts for forever in the Forge. What platform do you play on? PC, this... Why did we let this guy ask so many stupid questions? P, uh, PC, that's not what Q&A is for. Like, uh, that's very clear. Don't don't act... Come on. Uh, drafts. Should the super exotic supers just be static amount of super back? 
of use so they all function the same? No. No. Because using a Slova effectively and waiting for the right moment, using my Blade Barrage effectively, a whole group would kind of chain up and I'd get a nice line and I would trace up the line and I'd get like a whole group of ads like all the way to the back of the room. Well, that's why I'm telling people, I think Shars was really consistent with Blade Barrage. I think you had to use it well to get the reward. I got more consistency out of shards with uh, shards of Galanor with blade barrage when I really focused on hitting multiple targets and not having my blades hitting the same target but then like oh I got the explosion kill. I think the game was getting confused. I think your blade would hit the big guy and the explosion would kill the little guy and then the little guy wouldn't count. So you'd see all these little guys die from all the explosions but like the blade was claiming the, the was claiming the uh the damage, right? It was it was claiming it. So when I my blades hit multiple targets and killed multiple targets with explosions, I got way more consistency out of shards of Galanor. So I think the game was was again, this is peer-to-peer, you know, host resolution probably coming into play here. As far as the game's concerned, you you hit the big guy, and the big guy then means, oh, he claims the super energy. Well, if most of your blades hit him, the explosions come after the fact, and it's too late. The game has already registered, here's how much super energy you should get. So I would typically, I would use this, this forge a lot, and I would come from this angle over here, and I would go right up this line. I would hit two of the yellow bar guys here in the front, a couple of guys back th- uh, here, and then a couple of guys back there. And as long as there were yellow bars in the mix, oh man, I would get I would get so much super energy back. I do that now, pff, I get like 15%. I'll generate seven orbs and get like 15% of my super back. It's stupid. It's a joke. Even if people could make a, con- a conclusive case taking what I'm saying and going back in time and proving me wrong, I would still take it being inconsistent every once in a while to what we have now. What we have now is a a super with an exotic that's supposed to feed me energy back that's relegated to only using it on bosses. I I can't stand supers that you sit on. I just, I can't stand it. It's just, it's lame. I don't like it. Uh, Next question comes from uh, Dante Norris seeing as Scourge of the Past and the final chest exotics uh, are always I always felt Bungie could have gone back and retroactively done this um, with year one raid for example Argos could drop uh, Vex class. Valakur could drop a new exotic themed around the Cabal um Add some more incentive to play top, uh, for as far as top catalyst. I don't necessarily know if you want to start going back to old raids and just dumping exotics in them. I, you know, I, I'm not necessarily against your idea. I think it might be cool to say, hey, you know, these old raids now matter again. Um, they, they 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 haven't mattered in a while. Uh, I, I you know I don't know. I think there there could be something to be said for that, but the. I think the nature of the game kind of moving forward and the new content and the new, you know, the new stuff having things for you to do, I think is maybe a little bit better. I don't know. It depends on how they did it. It depends on how they do it. You got to be careful with drip feed content. If they're like, hey, we're introducing a new exotic or hey, we're bringing back the Vex Mythoclast. Everyone's like, yay. And they're like, and it's in the Leviathan. People be like, no, I don't think that would go over very well. I think folks would, would, would naturally and maybe justifiably recoil at that and say, Really? You're bringing these things back and you announce it, it's part of drip feed and you're throwing it in a 
year and a half old raid that takes six people and people weren't all that super fond of, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't feel like that would be super well received. I mean, just look at how the last word got complained about, you know? It got complained about because folks had to go into PvP. I happen to think that people complained about that because they they didn't like the idea of, well, there's not much to do right now, and you're making me go into PvP. You're making me play a side of the game that I am not a fan of. Um, and I understand that frustration, but I think that's ma- that was that's mainly linked to people feeling like they can't, you know, they can't really enjoy the new content or the new exotic, and I feel like something similar would happen if you started throwing like, hey, we brought back the Vex class, isn't that exciting? And it'd be like, no, not really, you put it in Leviathan. Like, why'd you put it in Leviathan? You know, it's a six-man raid. That's why I don't like the Catalyst being in there. We talked about that yesterday. We talked about putting Leviathan, uh, I'm p- sorry, putting putting Catalyst in six-man activities. Like, okay, so I got the I got the exotic, and now if I want the catalyst, I have to go into a six-man activity? What? It just seems odd. Um, People are trash at PvP? Well, people complain because they don't like PvP and there was nothing else to do. You know, there was nothing else to do. So it's like, well, if if I want to do the new thing, I have to go into PvP. Now, people exaggerated and misrepresented. There was a guy that was like, I was at 76%, and I dropped all the way down to zero. That's a lie. There's literally no way you just played Crucible and died 76 times in a row and didn't get a single kill or an assist. There's just no way. Unless you decide to put a blindfold on or set the controller down. So. Uh, I Am Condemned says, Do you think Bungie should take the community's thoughts into account when nerfing things? Community feedback is important. Community feedback is key in the game becoming better. Community feedback always needs to be parsed with player behavior. If people are playing, if people are playing and complaining, I think that needs to always be part of the equation. Always. Um, It always needs to be part of the equation. Because if not, if not, I grow concerned that we are you are creating an environment where any complaint creates adjustment. If people are complaining and they're playing and you're not including the player behavior in the, in the conversation to parse out the feedback, what you have is what happened from D1 to D2. Well, people complained about grind. Yes, and they kept playing. People complained about god rolls. Yes, and they kept playing and chasing god rolls. So they gutted they gutted grind, they gutted god rolls, they gutted random rolls, they took all those things out of the game, and it's like, okay, people complained about those things, but they continued to play. So if people are complaining about these exotics in the Crucible, but they're playing, chasing those exotics, getting those exotics, and using those exotics, well then, that's, that, that has to be part of the conversation. It has to be. If, you, if that's not part of the conversation, I think that you over-pivot. People are complaining about shards, nerf shards. People are complaining about Ursa Furiosa, nerf Ursa Furiosa. The complaints derive from folks that are playing, isn't it? Like, I, I don't know. White Light says, 
Do you think there should be a limit on how many orbs a super can generate? In my opinion, it just seems like a limit on how efficient you can be supporting your fire team. I'm fairly certain there is a limit. I'm fairly certain that you can't... I think, isn't 7 the cap? I don't think you can go above 7. I could be wrong. But I don't think you can go above uh, 7. I don't know. I might be wrong. 7 is the cap? Yeah, I think there is a cap. Um, So... There already is a cap. Gonzo Tactics says, Could you see a fix being that receiving soup bonus super energy would no longer be attached to any exotic and instead tied to skills in the tree? Like the new Titan super buff? I mean, part of the appeal to an exotic is that it just does something for you. Right? It just does something for you. Extra grenade, extra melee... Uh, extra super energy longer super energy it just does something for you if you take that away then I worry that it's again that's an over correction you know you're asking should we be able to go above 7 orbs I don't think so I mean I I think you get to the point where it can get absurd like Orpheus Rig just keeps creating orbs over and over and over again and I'm not saying that's a problem but like that that gets kind of absurd it's just, it's just there's literally there's just orbs everywhere um, and then that means people can use supers in a, in, in, in a succession that's unnatural it's one thing to like use Orpheus rigs get your super back and then do it again in a rhythm it's, it's one thing to like use blade barrage get 70% 80% back play 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 and get it back it's another thing to like create I don't know what 15 or 20 orbs and then and then there's just I don't know and they do get smaller so I mean even it would get to the point where there'd be so many tiny orbs on the ground it wouldn't even matter because they do start to get smaller I think usually that's like intrinsic balance in the game so that you can't literally cover the ground and have people like got my super done run through the orbs got my super done you know I think there's intrinsic balance here but I don't think they need to raise it no and like, and this question here from Gonzo, no, don't gut the game of exotics that are awesome. Don't take away Skull of the Dire Ahamkara or Phoenix Protocol or Orpheus Rig or or uh, Shards of Galanor or Ursa Furiosa. Don't take away exotics that feed you back super energy. They're cool and they have a fun purpose. Oh no, see what I'm saying? That's like the literal genie. That's, you know, that, that, that Probro talked about the one time. That's like... That's how I talked about how they over course correct. They don't they don't parse player behavior. They hear a complaint and they gut it. People are complaining about super energy coming back from exotics. We'll just take them out of the game. What? You know, I. Why would you do that? That just feels like an overcorrect, like a huge overcorrection. Uh, when you when you consider the grand scheme of of how many different exotics there are and can be in the game, and you're just going to take an entire type out of the game that have become beloved by so many people. You have to think about it. It's a power, it's a power fantasy game. It's a power fantasy game. So when you say that, you're, you're essentially, you are essentially representing the problem. You're like, oh, this thing's causing trouble in PvP. What should we do? Well, why not just get rid of it? Right? Because you you kind of see with the reality, you're like, um, 
this is too problematic, too hard to tweak, just get rid of it. You're kind of pinpointing the problem when you suggest that as a, as a solution. <laughs> Spaghetti monster. I feel like Bungie is balancing kind of how Blizzard balanced Overwatch. If a hero was OP, they would slightly alter the hero to balance it. They would make it completely useless. Um, oh, they wouldn't alter the hero to balance it. They'd make it completely useless. Just as Bungie made shards and Ursa, which weren't even OP in the first place, basically useless. How would you have made slight changes uh, some things that weren't considered too strong so, uh, by some like Nova Warp. I don't have an answer for Nova Warp. I think the solution for Shards of Galanor was to retool the exotic to get super energy back from the number of orbs created. Because you can only create so many orbs in PvP, and it would very clearly have been an exotic more built around PvE, and I think there is room for that. There are There is room for Orpheus Rigs is a perfect example. Orpheus Rigs is clearly not built for, for PvP. You're not going to be getting a whole lot of, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe you go into, maybe you go into, uh, uh, maybe you go into Mayhem and you're, and you're one of those douche wagons that runs Rigs and, and Tether the whole time and makes it so nobody can use their super and everyone hates you and wants you to never play the game again but uh you know you're basically the devil uh i'm just kidding not kind of not but that that'd be the only ins- instance where you would do that so i think you could you could have retooled shards to not be to not be a pvp exotic it'd be clear like no you want to use this in pve it's it's may it's mainly meant for orb generation it's not meant for um it's not meant to be used in PvP. You'd kill, you'd maybe, what, get two people, sometimes three? I mean, how many orbs do you create when you kill two or three guardians in Crucible? You ain't getting, what, five or seven. I think, what, you get three to four. So they could have scaled, they could have scaled it all the way down. All the way down. They could have said, if you create five, you're getting, what, it, that, that might be the answer. Five orbs is 50%, six orbs is 60%, seven orbs is 70%. Like, I don't get why you should be generating super energy using dumping the whole super into a boss. That doesn't make any sense to me, honestly. As it's like, oh, if you tether a boss, imagine Orpheus Riggs doing that. Oh, you tether the boss? Yeah, you get your, you get most of your, your, your tether back. Wait, what? Oh, you use the you used uh, the Nova on the boss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get most of your 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 Nova energy back. What? So I can just keep chaining my super off of the boss? That doesn't make any sense. But that's the way that's the way shards works now. It's like a use it on a big tank instead of use it on a crowd. They've created a weird a weird exotic. It just doesn't make any sense as an exotic now. It feels it feels confused within the theme of an exotic that gives you super energy back. You do get most of your tether back on a boss, though. No, you don't. Orpheus Riggs comes from quantity of people tethered, not the person tethered. It go, it gives you more for yellow bars, sure. That's that's intrinsic to Skull of the Dire Ahamkar as well. But if I tether just a boss with rigs, you do not get near the super energy back than when you when you tether like a crowd of red bars. Getting more for the boss is not what I'm talking about. You do not get the entire super back for rigs. You rigs a group of like six to seven trash ads, boom, got my whole super back. And then if you use it on the boss, you get like a good amount, but you don't get the whole amount back. 
That's exactly how shards previously worked. You use shards with blade barrage on a nice big huge group and you got a nice chunk of super back. You use it on the boss and you did get super energy back, but it was always clearly inferior. Always clearly inferior. The same way that rigs worked. You guys are misunderstanding the point that I'm making. I wasn't saying you get none. I'm saying you don't get... It doesn't... Right now, rigs is relegated to only being used... I'm sorry. Shards is being relegated to only working on the boss primarily, or a yellow bar. It doesn't really work on a crowd. Rigs, Skull, Phoenix Protocol are perfect for a crowd and for a boss. They're versatile. Shards is no longer versatile. Soldier on music. What happened to against minions of the darkness? Seems like Bungie has that answer in PvP and PvE balance under their nose, but they don't want to use it. Maybe it was harder to tool that. I don't know. Maybe it was harder to tool that because any perk against minions of the darkness, I agree, you know, like increased that could be a catalyst for for shards maybe they could bring back catalyst in this way, right? Shards gets increased super energy when used against minions of the darkness. Now maybe because of um Maybe because of lore, they've decided to take they've decided to take that language out of the game. So you could just say increase super energy from non you know non um, guardian combatants. You know you could say that instead, and then that would that would make it to where it would go back to its its reigning supreme in PVE. Like why in the frick do you care if I have an exotic that's amazing in 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 PVE when you can do this with the bottom tier of the striker? Like, you literally can have an endless super in the right instances with the bottom tree of the striker. Like, why do you care if I get my super back with a well-placed, with a well-placed blade barrage? Like, what is it to you? With a well-placed rigs, with a well-placed skull of the dire Ahamkara Slova, with a well-placed, you know, uh, Phoenix Protocol well of radiance. Why does it matter to you? Like, I literally don't even need an exotic to do what I'm doing right now. I literally just pick the bottom striker tree and run around and hit right bumper. And I have an endless super as long as I have an endless amount of adds to hit. I, I, I will not run out of my super. Again, you, you as soon as you run out of you know, adds or people are killing adds around you, you're going to lose it. Like, I'm close to losing it now. Yeah, I ran out of adds. If, I, if, if you're okay with what I just did, then why would you ever care about, about Blade Barrage and Shards of Galanor in PvE? Like, don't be argumentative for the sake of being argumentative. Like, argue for what's good in the game. If you're going to argue against how Blade previously functioned with Shards, then what I just did, you shouldn't be able to do. Now, Lona, are you saying they should nerf what, the, what you just showed off? That looked really fun. No, I'm not. I'm not. I think with the proper combination, the proper super, you should be able to do essentially what I just did. Tether, got my super back. Tether, got my super back. Slova, got my super back. Blade Barrage on a giant group. Well executed, great placement. Got a bunch of my super back. Once again, what you're doing right now is extremely situational. Okay, you're not refuting anything I'm saying. What I'm saying is, supers, again, used properly, paired with an exotic, you should be able to do what I just did. Sure, Titan Slam can't do that anywhere, but pop that super into Nightfall in a room full of ads. You can clear that entire room, and you never run out of super. You can clear any ad cycle on any boss. Never run out of super. It's a ma- Forge is endgame content. Never run out of super. Like, I- In- 
that's the point I'm making is they've now made shards like okay shards isn't even situational shards is like this is how you have to use shards you have to use it on a yellow bar or a boss if you really want to get super energy back like that to me is is your 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 it's just it's hurting power fantasy how is that not hurting the power fantasy Ice cold. Do you think Bungie listens too much to people that post in forums without doing proper tests? Uh, there are a lot of gamers that play the game uh, and they think it's good. They don't give their opinion and change the form so much. They just stop playing. This is one of the dilemmas with not parsing complaint with player behavior. When you don't parse player complaint with behavior, right? Like, if you're going to complain on the forums and you write like a well-articulated post about why shards of Galanor needed nerfed, Bungie should then look at your profile and pull up your game and say, how often does this guy play? Does he have shards yet? Oh, he did. He got shards yesterday. Let's watch him for a week. See what I'm saying? Okay. Well-articulated argument against shards of Galanor. What are you doing? Oh, their player engagement hasn't gone down. Their daily engagement's about the same. They're using shards. Do you see what I'm saying? Shotguns are so dumb. Blah, 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 blah. And then check that player's engagement. Oh, wow, they're playing PvP a lot in D1. Oh, they got a Matador. Oh, they got a Party Crasher. Look at them. Look at look at, look at their player engagement. If you don't parse feedback with the engagement, you end up with overcorrection. Because as this question points out, there's plenty of people that are like, I don't care about any of that stuff. I was just having fun. If engagement is suffering because of the imbalance, well, then you have to make decisions. I think engagement going down right now is completely and utterly normal. You have an Anthem beta, you have a Division beta, you have Apex Legends, you have other games entering the mix, and this is literally on a downturn of content in Destiny. I told people that right now, as things were coming out and we were on a downturn, player engagement was going to go down. So, I mean, if you're looking at those player engagement numbers and you're like, oh no, they're in trouble, this is why they have to make these nerfs, like, that just isn't, that just isn't, I don't think is accurate. I think there's plenty to actually there's plenty of reasons as to why player engagement going down and i don't think i don't think personally it is because of i don't think it's because of the the, the complaints about shards and nova warp nova warp needed adjusted in crucible i think even the people that love that super would admit that but it just feels like a huge overcorrection you break the train to make people use the blocks. That's what it feels like. It feels like, oh, too many people are using this. This is too strong. Let's weaken it. Now everybody's just going to be using, you know, the bottom tree of the Striker Titan. Dawnblade is unbelievable. I mean, it, it, they're they're super super strong and they last a long time. And you know, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying if you're going to do that, then your change to the other supers is completely unjustified. You know, it's unjustified because you're allowing other similar ridiculous strength items to exist uh c double leg what do you think about them nerfing the distance of skating okay i I feel like i need to do an entire talk about skating because there's a ton of misconceptions about this too they haven't nerfed skating they put a stop to cheaters okay their language in the blog post was laughable it's not unconventional controls, it's cheating. When you are using external software for an in-game advantage that is unnatural, that is cheating. 
If they came out with something that was blocking an aimbot, they wouldn't say unconventional methods of aiming have now been blocked. They wouldn't freaking say that. The only thing they changed with this update is macros. Unnatural speed that was even bad for connectivity. They were moving too fast. Right? Scroll wheel wasn't cheating. Listen to what I said. Macros. Right? Scroll wheel is still going to work. You're still going to be able to use scroll wheel to probably skate. They're not nerfing skating. They're nerfing macros. So, like... They're going to they're gonna basically stop you from moving at that speed. I still think you'd be able to use scroll wheel to efficiently skate as long as you do it right. But, like, they basically stopped macros. There's a video where Titan skaters beat sparrows in a race. They said that scroll wheel is being changed as well. Okay, well, maybe they just couldn't, maybe they couldn't find a, a, a happy medium right because the truth is scroll wheel was a bind in the game and if you were binding scroll wheel and you were doing it on your own that's not cheating that's literally in the game okay that's over here on this side is a macro a macro in destiny's pvp the way it was being used is cheating it's cheating right that if any other game, if you were, if you imagine doing that in Fortnite, imagine showing up to a tournament being like, well, I got my macros here on this little USB drive. So that when I hit one button, my pe- my player spins in a circle and builds a tower. They'd be like, you can't freaking do that. Well, why not? It's, it's, it's movement in the game and I'm automating it. The frick are you talking about? No, that's an unfair advantage. Get the frick out of here. So the language they use, the language they use is, is just is just hilarious to me. And I want to read this this comment in chat. The fact that this clown is at the top of the directory proves that this community is going to crap. I've addressed this before. You've been here before, okay? You know what's funny? I've been at the top of the directory for a couple of years now. So if me continuing to be at the top of the directory is somehow hurting your your sentimentality and your jealousy I'm sorry that you're that upset and easily upset that's you know talking all caps like a like a ranting raving you know tantrum throwing child um, this guy talks about the game as if he's good he has negative KD um, no I don't and I did the last word quest in one night I was only playing with one buddy and I went positive the whole night so I guess as the kids say suck it I don't know let's go to the next question Cayune captain How do you feel generally regarding the super nerfs? I don't like them! (laughs) How have you not captured the tone of what I think about super nerfs? (laughs) I don't like them! (laughs) Uh, T-Funk. Do you think we are moving to a year three Destiny uh, 1 again where abilities rule most activities? I feel like almost every exotic is to make supers come back more often or make them last longer. Yeah, but what's wrong with that, man? Kapow, pow, pow, boom, 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 gun, gun, you know, mid-tier weapon this, and then you do your super and your ability. I, what's the matter with that? I, how, where's the gun play? Oh, if you're talking about PvP, I feel like I use my guns plenty, plenty, T-Funk, in PvE. I feel like I use my guns plenty. Now, sure, when I'm doing that, that Titan super, it's a little bit silly. Thank you for 27 months, uh, Valiant. It's a little bit silly, but I don't know. When I watch the PvP players play, I see the dominance coming from their speed and their aim with the hand cannon. 
I, I don't I don't see them leaning on abilities. I don't see high level PvP players leaning on leaning on abilities. Now the Titan skating and the shoulder charging was getting frustrating. Even Triple was tweeting about that. But when I watch the high level PvP guys play, I don't see anybody leaning on abilities. Now power ammo prevalence is still it still seems to show up often now they're obviously they're gonna have to run reports in a couple weeks to see if power ammo is still as prevalent as it was but there aren't that many abilities other than shoulder charge that are running away in the crucible what like knife trick i mean what what's happening they're not that they're not that prevalent grenades okay i mean grenades are part of are part of destiny uh supers getting their supers back I don't know, like, I, they made the change to shards, right? I mean, are people really running around? What are the other ones? Skull the Dire Ahamkara, I don't know how effective that is in PvP. I don't know how much super energy you get back from it. Well of Radiance with the Phoenix Protocol, that that's not built for PvP. Um, Orpheus Rig, not built for PvP. Uh, the Eternal Titan Super is ludicrous, I'll admit, but I, again, I, I just... I, how much space can you close? How many guardians can you kill? I mean, you kill five or six, and then the spawn rate is probably going to screw you because they're going to spawn on the other side of the map. But they have turned that super into a bit of a into a bit of a crazy. I mean, I, watching some of the highlights on Twitter from some of the top guys using it, Frostbolt's one clip. I was like, "Are you kidding me? What is this?" <laughs> so, um, I feel like this is a this is a an oversimplification of what I've seen in PvP from the top players. I'm not. I, I'm seeing them using a Luna's and a shotgun more than leaning on abilities and supers coming back from their exotics shards was a problem I've admitted that like quick play getting five or six blade barrages in one game from shards sure yes that that was an issue but I don't think they they, they went in the right direction at all um the lore did shards actually get changed? I thought Blade Barrage damage distribution was adjusted and that was what caused the change in behavior on shards. I'll tell you this right now. I'll generate six or seven orbs on a big group of ads, get great efficiency of lands on the blades, and I get like 15% of my super back. If I dump the entire Blade Barrage into a big tanky yellow bar or a boss, I get 60, 60 to 75% of my super energy back. They changed its context of efficiency. It's only really efficient now against a big tank. It's not efficient as an exotic on a big giant group of ads. It's not as fun to use anymore. And the people that are like, it was inconsistent, sometimes I'd only get 15%, I'm telling you, the better you got with blade distribution, the better and more consistent the super energy payout came. I was using it in Forge so much, I was rarely having that issue of like, I only got like 15%. I was spreading the blades out and hitting numerous targets and intentionally usually including yellow bars in the mix, and I would get a ton of super energy back very consistently. I got more consistency out of shards by using Blade Barrage differently than I think many people were using. I think they were just dumping it on a crowd, seeing all the kills and seeing all the orbs and being like, what happened? I think it came to Blade Distribution. That's what made it work better. Saving Annihilator. Do you feel the bottom tree shadow shot? Uh, they should have a summon, summon a bow instead of having to repeatedly press the super buttons to shoot again. Similar to Golden Gun, with just how the bow is more explosive. Yeah, I mean, you know, you throw the hammers, you uh, shoot the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could afford to do that. You just use trigger to summon a bow. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they feel that's needed. The animation is needed. I'm not sure. I, you'd have to ask them what their what the design philosophy behind that is. 
Dixie745. What are your thoughts on super mods and PvP PvE? I personally I thought shards were fine in PvP, but the super mods just made it a little much. Maybe they should have left it and just maxed super mods at three. They could have maxed the stack of super mods. They could have just said your super can only generate this fast. If your super is gonna generate too fast, it would just stop at 50% and be like Burr. You know, but again, I don't know if they could do that. Because that's a rule that would be a rule specific to PvP. Here's why I think they could do it. Your earn rate of super and mayhem is increased. Couldn't they de- like go in and tool it and say in this PvP mode, quick play, the earn rate of super is capped at this speed. Anything that exceeds this speed gets hit with a 50% stopping point. Oh, you just blasted a bunch of people with your blade barrage and you're going to get, you know, too much super energy back. It's going to hit 50 and stop or whatever, whatever they think is sensible. They could have said 30% or 40%, whatever they feel is sensible. Hearing people getting blade barrage, you know, six and seven times in a quick play match. Yes, that's ludicrous. That's not functioning within the confines of where a super should land. Super is supposed to be sparse, rhythmic, and powerful, not constant. (laughs) It shouldn't be constant. Uh, Commander Tyke, I think there should be a primary exotic that has fundamentals, every element, and intrinsically one precision kill gives more super energy if it's the same element as your super, your thoughts. I mean, you're just asking me your, my, your, my thoughts on your idea. I mean, I, I guess it sounds cool. I don't, I don't really know. That's not what Q&A is for. Um, I, I don't know if an exotic with different elements as a primary would make a huge, huge difference for you. Uh, so... Lycan, do you think they should get they should just nerf one-eyed mask or come out with a variation of it for the warlock or the hunter? Um, I uh, I don't know. We've had a lot of questions on one-eyed mask. I feel like I've I've spoken my piece on one-eyed mask. I you if you if you swing too hard, it'll just become worthless because the the wall hack empowers you to play aggressive in PVE. You know where the enemy is. The overshield payout empowers you to play. The two are interrelated and if you nerf either of those, it may make it completely worthless in PVE. A lot of people don't even use it in PVE cuz they're like, "Why would you use it? They don't even understand like what I'm saying." Uh, red what random. Longtime viewer, love and agree with most of your points, but I recently watched your exotic catalyst video on YouTube, and you said you wish that the catalysts weren't behind the old raids. But you also said in the past that people who want things like the 1K but don't want to run the last wish, you tell them too bad, that's where you have to get it. Not to sound accusing you, but isn't that a little hypocritical? If not, please explain. I'd love to know the difference. I feel like there's a giant chasm of difference, and you're just overlooking it. A raid exotic like the 1K is a raid exotic. A potential world drop exotic like Telesto is not in a raid. That's the difference. I get Telesto as a world drop. Yay, I'm excited. I work on a quest by myself and get the sleeper. And then you say, congratulations. The catalyst for that is in a six-man activity. Wait, wait, what? What are you talking about? I, I I got this as a world drop. Why do I have to go do that? Do you see the difference? The the exotic being in the raid is different than divorcing the the item from what like you see it's just to me that's just hugely different. You can work on a quest to get the sleeper, and then you have to go into a raid layer with six people to get the catalyst. 
the whisper is the best example of how you could do it if you want to limit it whisper is achieved and gotten in that whisper environment and then the catalyst is also gotten in that environment there's a harmony there Acrius, there's a harmony there the legend of Acrius shotgun there's no harmony in being like hey that sleeper's pretty nice catalyst is over here in a six-man raid layer what you know if there was a 1k catalyst load will be fine with it being in the raid yep 100 percent. if you did a 1000 voices catalyst putting in the last wish raid i would be 100 percent okay with that it's there is a harmony there you get the weapon there you get the catalyst there Sorry, my wife is dropping off lunch. Ooh, this looks good, mama. Thank you. You look good, too. What's going on? All right, next question. (laughs) She said it's Friday. Ossine, what are your thoughts on the map sizes in PB? Too small, just right, anything you would change? There are maps in Destiny 2 that are super, super funneling, and it leads to, like, the lane shot, team shot. And then there are maps with verticality and flanking options i think maps that tend to be the most fun and empower players to play in a variety of ways are maps that have the verticality and the flanking options maps that are more lane and choke point heavy are maps that were designed around the 4v4 team shot meta and those maps just need to go away if you bring back 3v3 trials for example and you go 3v3 elim you can't use those maps they're awful it's just a funnel into a team shot you don't have a whole lot of options radar reach plays a part here you know exactly where people are you know exactly where they're coming from so that that would be my input on map design it's not that the maps are bad it's that they were designed for another context and another play style and now that it's saucy and time to kill is faster the lane heavy choke point heavy maps are really irritating to play on uh i think that's why people go from having fun to being irritated and it's because a team that really embraces the team shot dialed back choke point watching mentality especially with pulse rifles if it's on a map that favors that you don't have a whole lot of options other than to do the exact same thing so i don't mind having thematic maps where some maps are saucy like anomaly was a saucy close quarters map and then longer lane maps that favor sniping and scouts and stuff. I don't mind having thematic maps, but I feel like the maps that favor the passivity and the team shot can be disorienting given how fast time to kill is now and how fast we are as guardians and everything else. Just, they feel very odd. I feel like they would run very poorly in a 3v3 elim environment. Cheap Redneck, what are your thoughts on the macro nerf for PC players? Have you used it before? Do you think it would affect you? What do you think about will adjust it? I just touched on this. Macros are cheating. Scroll wheel was not cheating. They needed a standard uh, speed change, and so they had to kind of adjust both. They should have called a macro what it was, though. External software for an in-game benefit. I mean, every time I bring this up, that guy comes in and says, I'm a clown and shouldn't be at the top of the directory. I mean, I guess I prick his conscience because he's a weak player and has to use cheating, you know, external software to be good in the Crucible. I'm sorry that he has to he has to play that way. I'm sorry that he's so bad. But he won't be able to do that, and that's probably why he's triggered and he's, you know, wetting his diaper over it. Uh, Darth Louie. With the possibility of PvPVE environment for Destiny 3, how different would this balancing nerf conversation be if it existed at all? I don't know. I don't know. I the the PvPVE is got a 
tenuous future in my opinion gambit's not in the best place and they need to make really really big changes if they want a pvp ve environment to get traction um because it uh gambit's gambit's not the future for destiny right i'm telling you right now it isn't it was only good when it was curated and people had to use limited loadouts. As soon as you start to bring in the power, the exotics, the big builds, uh, and the intelligent strategies, that that game mode is just it is it's it's in it's in rough shape. It's in rough shape. So a PvP VE environment in D3 would have to be very thoughtful about everything they've learned from Gambit. Cruxley, playing since D1, it seems to me like Bungie favors Titans. I have a feeling that One-Eyed Mask will not receive the same treatment as Wormhusk or the Skullfort or the shards comparison unlimited firing from luna factions became a default uh, ability with rally barricade do you agree disagree thoughts um yeah i don't know yeah they do make titans really strong like all the time <laughs> uh titans have melting point titans now have an infinite stri- uh, ti- uh striker ability they just brought back ward of dawn um yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they do seem to favor Titans. Uh, it does seem sweet. Yeah, like making Rally Barricade just be like a Luna faction. They're just like, here's an exotic perk for your ability. That's a really good point. So Rifts, I know Rifts grant healing or a, or a buff, but Rifts don't grant the reload unless you have on an exotic. The barricade, the Rally Barricade offers protection, but it offer also offers basically an exotic perk now. <laughs> Never having to reload. Uh... Something Snipes says, do you think Bungie will make all the DLC free? No. Uh, Ninja Dude, do you think there should be bonus super energy for people joining an in-progress Crucible game? Uh, doesn't, not a big issue. I guess, yes, maybe. Average what the team has at the moment and give it to you if it's possible. JD Gamer, do you believe there will be a nerf to linear fusions in the future updates? I say, what now? Linear fusions aren't good. I, I did a whole video on this. Now, they may be strong in Gambit and Crucible, but they're not good in PvE. They have no ammo. They're only good if you land all crits. Linear fusions are weak sauce, dude. They're weak sauce right now. Uh, Alpha Copter. Separating PvP and PvE may not be the end-all solution to to overt nerfs. For example, in Borderlands 2, there are a lot of nerfs to overly powerful abilities. Zero's Bore, for example. With that in mind, what would be your number two solution? For the over-nerfing issue of separating PvE and PvP. Well, okay, so your example with Boar is a bad example because Boar was functioning erroneously because of where you could place it and you would get it to proc multiple times, like on the bunker boss. Um, so that that's a bad example. It was functioning in a way it wasn't intended. They also nerfed the B-Shield for a similar reason because it could be paired with Baby Maker and other weapons it was functioning outside of its designed purpose so sure that can still happen but it wouldn't be as often and it would be clear that it would be needed uh mwok what are your thoughts on separating the nerfs and buffs pvp and pve we've said that this needs to happen yes guardian 777 would you be okay if bungie came out with a statement saying that they changed it to make it more consistent but they will patch it to make the super recognition more effective I mean, it needs to be better. It needs to go back to its, what it was in PvE, or I won't be happy. Uh, whatever the name here is, J- Ninja Snipes, I think is what the name is. Ninja Snipes. Do you think Bungie will introduce more cosmetic items into the game like Warframe? I have no idea how to predict this. I happen to think that the Eververse will grow in size because they're now self-publishing, and they need they need consistent revenue. 
Alpha Copter. Should exotics trend away from super return and more skill trees to be where... This is already a question that we got today. No, I like exotics that return super as long as it's dependent on you using the super effectively. Freak Show. It's disappointing that shards of Galanor were nerfed simply because of their behavior in PvP. All in all, they weren't game-breaking in PvE, just fun and useful. Your thoughts? I've shared my thoughts many times already about how I thought it was fine. I thought that distribution of the blades was the best way to get efficiency out of them, and that has now been nerfed. When do you think bows will be nerfed? Because both in PvP and PvE, they seem slightly too good. Uh, no. Disagree? Hard disagree. They're fine. They're good. They're saucy. If you nerf them, they become utterly useless. They have to function how they function now. Um, I, I don't think bows are OP. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've, who is killing you with a bow in Crucible a lot? I mean, who? I mean, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to laugh at your question. I'm sorry. If you're having a hard time against bows, I, I don't know where you're playing or who you're playing against, but bows are fine. I, I actually think bows are kind of saucy in PvE if you land your crits. If you have a good rampage uh, archer's tempo. Yes. Um, last question. After this patch, do you think right, auto rifle stand a chance in PvP? No. Uh, hand cannons still rule the day shotguns for gap closing auto rifles TTK is just always going to struggle because you have to be use them almost perfect and it's very very difficult for an auto rifle to compete with, an, with a hand cannon or a pulse because an auto rifle it's very clear when you're going to die you see your health going ticking down the rhythmic nature of damage from a pulse rifle or a hand cannon leads people to holding the lane and thinking they can win the fight when you're holding the lane against an auto rifle, there's a more clear indication of how fast you are dying and you therefore are able to leave the lane quicker, making auto rifles struggle. Um, now, somebody's saying Cerberus is really strong. You got to use it at a pretty close range and with shoulder charge and shotguns, Cerberus is probably in a good place, but most auto rifles are just not, again, because of the nature of TTK and how strong hand cannons and pulse rifles and shotguns and, and shoulder charge are right now. I think auto rifles are uh, are struggling. So I'm not going to comment on the next question about OE uh, one-eyed mask. We've talked enough about one-eyed mask. Um... And I'll, I'll take White Flame's question. Bows, though in a good spot themselves, have seemingly replaced scouts and made them irrelevant. How would you change scouts to remedy the issue? Scouts will never be good in Destiny 2. Write it down. They just won't. Unless they make them really, really strong in PvE, and they're at the level of like a sniper, because snipers are kind of not that great in PvE right now. I think this is what you do. You take scouts and you slide them over to how strong snipers are, and you make snipers really strong in PvE. None of the environments in D2 are built for scouts, so they feel stupid. Like... Most of D2 was built for double primary, so scouts don't have legs right now. If you want range, a pulse and a hand cannon gets it done. It just gets it done. Scouts will just, I don't think, ever climb out of the dustbin because of how the environments are built. And if you want that super, super long range, bows just get the job done. I was using a bow in the Scourge of the Past instead of a scout. A scout needs to hit like a sniper does now, and a sniper needs to become significantly stronger, or neither weapon will ever get traction in PvE. Um, scouts in PvP, I have no clue how you fix them. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't use scouts enough in PvP to even comment. I don't see people trying to use scouts enough in PvP, uh, to comment. So, and I'm trying to end Q&A. So Jake, I don't want to comment on Halo 3 PvP was outstanding. Why are they struggling with Destiny PvP? 
I feel like that's an obvious answer because PvE and PvP are combined. That wasn't true in Halo. We have an RPG power fantasy game that is melded with PvP. Seems like a pretty obvious answer on why they struggle with balance because they're not separate. So, I love you, but I'm not going to spend a ton of time on that one. All right, we're going to cut it. I want to be able to eat my lunch. Don't go anywhere. If you're here live right now and you're enjoying the back and forth, be sure to click follow. I'm going to keep streaming. I'm going to do a guide for Anthem and a question and answer in Anthem, and then we're going to play Division 2, so don't go anywhere. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. Come and check me out. If not, as always, I appreciate you watching and listening to all my content. Please like, share, and subscribe.